The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Cara Natterson. And I'm Vanessa Kroll Bennett. We're the co-hosts of the Puberty Podcast. Each week, we dive into the what and how of raising kids through puberty, that roller coaster of physical and emotional shifts for kids and parents alike. Combining reliable science and relatable parenting strategies, we will all learn about, laugh about, and yes, maybe even cry about adolescence, ours and theirs. Hey, it's Mariana. Welcome back to the Life with Mariana podcast. In this episode, I've got Brittany Kozurski. She is the founder of Jade Swim. These are a staple in my summer wardrobe. I love their pieces. They are so simple and chic from their one pieces and swimsuits and bikinis. And I just love it all. But I love that Brittany started this company while she was working at Marie Claire. She used to be a fashion editor. And I really wanted to talk to her about how do you turn your side hustle into your career? Like, What can you be doing at work? How do you make time to do both things? How do you manage it all? And then how do you transition from that full-time job to now doing your side hustle as your full-time job instead. So if you guys want to hear from Brittany, keep listening and subscribe to my podcast because I've got new episodes every Tuesday. Now let's hear from Brittany. So prior to starting Jade Swim, you were working at Marie Claire. So how did you even get started as a fashion editor? Oh yeah, it's a long road, but I um, was a student at the University of Michigan and I loved it there, but they didn't really have any fashion classes or any kind of degree, the closest I could get was communication studies. So every summer I would intern in New York at a magazine, and then I would actually do classes at FIT to supplement what I was doing at the University of Michigan. And so through those classes and through just networking every summer, it's funny, like they say that the class of people you intern with, you'll stay friends forever and see each other at different magazines and all of that. And that has totally held true. My first summer, I think I was at Elle magazine. And then the next summer, a friend recommended me to another magazine. And so when I graduated from college, I, this sounds crazy, but this was back in the day where like Vogue would place a help wanted ad. And so there was this help wanted ad for an intern at Vogue. And I applied to this random email, flew in the next day, interviewed. And then I started there literally a week after college. And wow. so, yeah, <laughs> it sounds crazy now to say that. And so that was also back in the days of interns where like we actually were position holders. We were directly interacting with the designers, their publicists, requesting samples, going to shoots, packing for shoots, helping with events. And so I was really thrown like fully into it, which was great and a really good learning experience that probably was the foundation that has been so helpful to me now of like, no, 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 there's a solution. You have to find the solution. And like that's your job is to realize that it's never a no to any, you know, situation. So from there I spent, I want to say almost a year, and that included the internship. And then I temped in the beauty department. I interviewed with Anna for a position in accessories, but that really wasn't like my true love. And then one of my boss's friends at GQ told me about an opening there. And that was in fashion bookings, which I had never heard of. I never knew was like 
a department, a job, all of that. And what we did was we were responsible for putting together all of the shoots for the magazine. So from start to finish, we would get handed during like a Monday morning meeting. Okay, Justin Timberlake, April cover in LA. And then me and my boss would have to figure out all of the details. So what was the direction that they wanted? Who would be the hair person, the makeup groomer person? And then also... I worked with a lot of female models because we would have a lot of, you know, let's say the Victoria's Secret girls, like the top models of that day in those shoots as well. And so that's where I really learned how to put a shoot together, how to do it professionally, all about the back end of production. And I really, really, really love that. I mean, every day was beyond meeting the celebrities and all of that. It was traveling. It was being on set with the crew and developing all of those friendships. But after a certain point in time, I was like, wait, this isn't really why I moved to New York. This is like, I'm not working with clothes daily. Like I really missed that part of it. And so there was an opening at Marie Claire and I told my boss, like, as much as I love this, you know, this is my passion and why I moved here. And so is it okay if I interviewed? And he was fully supportive. He had worked with Nina Garcia for years before when they were at L. And I remember meeting I would say the two interviews that like literally I was shaking for, of course, was Anna in her office. Like, I don't even remember what I said. <laughs> and then with Nina Garcia, because it was on set at Project Runway in a room, just like, okay, go run in that room and go interview with her. And from there, she took some time, decided. And I think a month later I started. And so at that time, I think the position was just a fashion assistant. So my job was to help the fashion director. So when she went to Paris Fashion Week, preparing, you know, from her hotel down to her show invites, and then just making sure that everything was done in the closets and like the fashion closets and organized. And I stayed there for a long time. I, I would say that Nina was really supportive of me, but I also pushed for, you know, promotions every few months and showed her, wait, look, I did this and I'm taking on this responsibility. So I started as a fashion assistant and I ended as senior fashion market editor. I think the youngest that there really had ever been. I think I was like 26 or so. And I, when I left, or let's say at that point when I started Jade, I was responsible for styling a lot of the magazines. So the smaller shoots in the beginning of the magazine, and then also some of the medium-sized shoots the bigger shoots, I would go on and more so be our representative when we worked with outside stylists. And then all of the trend pages, that was me and my other coworkers. So we would decide the trends every month. And um, I also was in charge of all of the American designers and the British. And so that's kind of where I ended my magazine world. And that's when I transitioned more so into starting Jade. So it's well, a long story, but it's really interesting. It's like a whole different lifetime. It's so interesting. But like, I truly believe that any job big and small, and even from the very first things that you do, you know, all of that compounds into like what we end up doing in our career. And so even the yes. very first like internship that you had, and then a lot of people now I know like summer is coming up. So they're thinking about internships and what they want to do. It's a very different landscape now with internships than it was back then. But how yeah. did you find your internships or is there any advice that you have for people just trying to get their foot in the door? Cause that ultimately got you to, you know, your whole magazine career. Yeah, there was a website previously, I think it still exists called Ed 2010. And at that time, they did a really good job posting, you know, help wanted ads, but they also had really good 
tips about, you know, just the magazine industry and how, you know, each company's HR email format was. So like literally you could, okay, I want to work for this person. And then you could type in their name. So that was a great resource, but Fashionista is really helpful. Um, all from like their interviews with people to also they do the salary reports just to know, you know, what's fair and what's not. And I know that that applies to internships and it also does and it depends where you work, but all of those websites and doing your research really does help because you a know how to contact, you know, the HR manager or the actual person you want to work for. But I think the best thing I figured out was to know the tone of the place that you want to intern. So I remember when I was really young, like 18 in my first emails, I had like a, a whole cover page and a whole like intro, like three paragraphs in the email. And I think that one thing that was really helpful was just to kind of cut to the chase. So once I was on the other side of it or became a little bit more well-versed in internships, it's just such a fast moving industry that you might lose out on an internship because that person doesn't have the time to read, you know, a very long detailed email where of course keep it professional, but a couple lines saying, you know, I'm very interested in this position, please see attached resume, would love to speak further. Like that really does the job and letting your resume speak for itself. And, you know, there's a lot with every position I had, I I think I would have at least 10 interns, whether they were working directly for me or my coworkers or part of like our whole family. So it would constantly help people with their resumes. And one big thing was me sitting them down and saying, you do so much more than you've listed on your resume. Like, let's really think about this. You know how to do this. You've helped with this. So I think if you expand as much as possible, of course, not lying and not going above and beyond, and then you don't know how to do whatever that task is, but there's so much help that you've given during internships and just being sure to list everything was really helpful. I know for me and also looking through resumes. Yeah, definitely. And then I actually just spoke on a panel last week. If you guys are listening and looking for internships, there's a website called internqueen.com and you can find an internship. If you're a company, you can post internship job listings, but they also have places on here for like advice. So there's like a whole column. So if you guys are looking for that, definitely check that out. Okay. So I love Olipop. You guys know I love it so much. I literally have it every day for lunch. It is like one of my favorite things. I always have them stocked in my fridge. I have extra ones stocked in my pantry. And then when I go to the grocery store and I'm like buying lunch to eat there, I always end up grabbing them because they're my favorite. I used to love soda, but I stopped having it. And this was such a good replacement for me because it's a new kind of soda that tastes amazing and it's actually good for you. And the flavors are like all these nostalgic flavors that you love from your childhood, but it's so much better. Olipop really is like a new kind of soda. So it reminds me of the sodas that I grew up with. But instead of those sodas that are like full of sugar and corn syrup and artificial ingredients, Olipop is made with natural ingredients that are actually good for you. It's also the fastest growing functional beverage brand in America. They have really great flavors that you would probably love like vintage cola, classic root beer, orange squeeze, which is my personal favorite, cherry vanilla, strawberry vanilla, and their newest flavor is classic grape. My favorite is orange squeeze. I love it. It's just like so refreshing and delicious and yummy. And when I want that cola feeling, vintage cola is like a must for me. But vintage cola only has two grams of sugar compared to regular Coca-Cola, which has 39 grams of sugar, which is crazy. These are all non-GMO, vegan, paleo, and keto friendly with less than eight grams of net carbs per can. So receive 20% off plus free shipping on your order. I recommend trying out their variety pack. It's a great way to try out all their delicious yummy flavors. Go to drinkolipop.com slash Mariana or use code Mariana at checkout to get this deal. That's D-R-I-N-K 
O-L-I-P-O-P.com slash Mariana. It can also be found at 8,000 stores across the country, including Kroger, Target, Whole Foods, Sprouts, and Wegmans. And if you're in Los Angeles, find them at Air One. You were saying one of the things that I think is very important was that someone told you in internships, these are your friends forever, that you'll grow up together in your career. And I think that's such an important thing to share with people because I think a lot of times you go into an internship or you get your first job and you want to impress your boss or your manager. But those people who are working alongside you, you will all come up together and you never know where people are going to end up. So it's also networking and keeping connected to the people who are your peers. Absolutely. And I mean, the ways that we all cross paths multiple times, it's pretty crazy. Like the person that selected me to be that Vogue intern to replace her, she ended up coming back to Mary Claire and being the assistant to our editor in chief. And it was both uh, both sides. So she vouched for me. And then when her name was considered, I vouched for her. And that was at least like six years from when we first met to when we crossed paths again. And that's a really good example of you know, she stepped outside of the industry. She went to a completely different industry and then came back. So that's one example. And then just my coworkers, we all cross paths in some way. And even when you switch to different magazines or companies, we all saw each other at fashion week. If, you know, we didn't create that friendship, that friendship, I don't know if we would have, you know, just to be honest, vouched for each other or wanted to work for each other. So it's a very, very, very small industry. And the best advice is just to, you know, keep your friendships. And again, like you said, never judge where someone is right now, because I have seen people (laughs) have like the best career leaps that you would have never thought. And if you judge them on that, that would have been a really bad decision, (laughs) just to be honest. Definitely. It's like so important to network with your peers and keep in touch with everyone and always keep good relationships. Even if you want to leave a job and go get somewhere else, like you were saying, you told your boss and your boss was so supportive. So it was like being upfront with them. So now I want to talk yeah. about Jade Swim because you're working at Marie Claire. You wanted to start the swim company. And there's so many people who are listening that either have full-time jobs, they want to do something on the side, or they're trying to figure out how to balance two things. So how did you find time to work at a very <laughs> busy full-time job while pursuing starting a new business? Yeah. So I think the biggest thing was my time management. I really focused when I was at work. And if I had something that I knew was due that day, or I had to do like that was my focus. And that might've meant, you know, not hanging out and talking to my coworkers or, you know, going slower, like I could have. Um, so I was really, I, I never wanted Jade or the creation of Jade to come into my actual job and how my bosses saw me. I didn't want them to ever see that something was different in my work ethic and capability. So I would make sure for sure that my work for the magazine was done. And then in any free time, whether that was like a lunch hour or, you know, in magazines, once you're done with your work, it's not like we have to stay until the end of the day. So if I finished early and left, I would go work on that. But really it was nights. It was all night, every night staying up very late and researching, like just Googling everything. Because while I had some education in fashion through FIT, I didn't, like a lot of people thought that I had a leg because I was in the magazine world, but we literally were picking the trends. We weren't creating lines. I knew nothing about production. I knew nothing about, you know, the right fabric for the right stretch for this shape and that silhouette. So it was just a lot of legwork on Google and 
okay, wait, this is how the process goes. I, that's my biggest advice too, is like Google is your friend. Like beyond a doubt, you can pretty much figure out anything on there. So I think it's intimidating when someone has a job and, you know, they have that desire to start something and they don't know where to start, just start researching. Just that big, scary idea, or it seems like a mountain that's going to take forever. It's literally one step in front of the other. So step one, let's figure out, you know, how this business that you want to start works. What's the process? Step two, okay, maybe there's someone in my area where I can reach out and have that conversation, but just to get started. And it might go slow at first, it might go fast, but there's ways that you can kind of manage two things at once. It's just going to take, you know, sacrificing a few things. And obviously, you know, for me, that was sleep and maybe a social life, (laughs) but it really does pay off. And, you know, I'm sure you have more questions specifically about everything. Yeah. Absolutely. I had the same situation when I was working at my previous job and I wanted to start my YouTube channel and social media. So I would work all day and then nights and weekends when that is when I would create content. And so I knew I didn't have time to do it during the week. So I would film and shoot everything and edit everything like Saturday and Sunday. So then during the week when I was at work, I had time to post content so I could be at my job all day and still manage to do both. But it does take some sacrifice. Like you are putting yourself in a position to have a full-time job plus like a, a passion or a project that you're working on. So with that comes sacrifice. So you were saying like you're schedule would be, you would go to work during the day, you would get all your work done, and then you would do your work on nights and weekends and just skip out on some of the things that you wanted to do to make time for this. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And so that was just my norm. It became my norm. But I think the biggest thing I want to stress is like, if there were days where I knew I had a big work day or a big shoot, or I was fine the next day, like work did come first. Cause I, I think that's my biggest, my The thing I'm most proud of is when I did launch the line and there was that conversation, which I'm sure we'll get to in a minute, but I, there was no way that I ever let my work suffer so that, because that wouldn't be fair, you know, to your current job, your main job and the money and resources they're putting into you. So, you know, the days that I needed to catch up on sleep or just to make sure I was my best at work, you know, it's that balance of just making sure that all, you know, aspects are covered. So it was a lot of nights and weekends and then a lot of, you know, how would I say a lot of just personal sacrifices. I was in a long distance relationship and that was really helpful just because I could focus like, okay, if we wanted to talk that night, I'm talking to you while I'm also on Craigslist and on like every website researching as well. So it takes personal sacrifices and, you know, obviously with resources, I put everything I made into starting the company and that was a big sacrifice too, living in New York. And maybe I wanted to buy, you know, that bag of the season and working in fashion too. It's like, I had to look the role and I enjoyed, you know, fashion and what I was buying, but I really had to sacrifice on all aspects to get this started. So I want to talk about summer because summer is almost here. And obviously like I'm a big fan of the summer season and I'm already planning like all the things I want to do this summer. Like what am I going to do with my free time? What am I going to do with like my summer Fridays, holiday hours with like that extra long weekend that I have? And there's so many things I want to do, like travel, go to the beach, hang out with my friends, like have a summer Fridays, like happy hour, maybe go to the pool. So because I want to do so many more things, I want to save some time this summer. So because summer doesn't last forever, I don't want to spend all this time on meal planning or grocery shopping. Shopping and cooking. So, I really want to save some time with Splendid Spoon. 
With Splendid Spoon, you can make time to enjoy the season and feel great with plant-based meals that require no prep time. For my daily routine, I just need to have some food that's ready to go in the fridge so at any time I can just grab something and I know I'm eating a really great meal. So for me, I was just ordering things ahead of time. I had them in my fridge. I really love the noodle bowls. There's really great ones on here like creamy mushroom and spinach noodles, vegan meatballs and marinara noodles. And I also love anything with butternut squash. So there's a creamy butternut squash and noodles with turmeric and broccoli. It's also so easy because they just ship right to your door. It's ready to eat and all you have to do is microwave it. And every single meal is 100% plant-based, gluten-free and GMO-free. And it's always made with plenty of vegetables, legumes, healthy fats, whole grains and spices from all over the world. Eat well and enjoy more of your summer with Splendid Spoon. Get started today and save on an entire week of ready-made plant-based meals. Just go to splendidspoon.com slash Mariana for $50 off your first box when you subscribe. That's $50 off at splendidspoon.com slash Mariana. For you, it's like you have a career that is a career people dream of. It's like a dream job for like you and so many other people. So did you feel like it was scary to have something great to also pursue a new thing? Yes, it was extremely scary. And I think, you know, I just had to really listen to my heart and my gut. And I knew, you know, when I was young that I had kind of two things that I was equally passionate about. I wanted to work in magazines, but I also always saw myself starting a line and I didn't know when and I didn't know how. And so when I got to a point in a level in the magazine industry where I felt like not that I'd done it all, but I'd accomplished a lot. And I felt like there was this void missing in why I started the business, but it also gave me that security that it wasn't like I hadn't accomplished everything I wanted to, or that I hadn't experienced it. So I gave myself, I think altogether, almost eight years in the fashion magazine industry. And I think if I had started Jade earlier, like it has to be the right time. Like I, I knew that the minute I started this, I could get fired. And so I wanted to be sure that it was the right time in the sense that I'd done everything that I had on my checklist, like the bucket list for that career. And that also I was starting something that I was so passionate about that no matter what happened, I would figure it out. If that makes sense. Like I was willing to bet it all on that. Well, that's absolutely scary because you said that you, you know, if you started this and your boss found out, you could get fired. So you don't like know where that's going to lead you. So when did you let your boss know? Like, how did that conversation (laughs) go? Because now I think it's really different because like with social media, if you start posting that you're working on something else, like likely you're either a coworker or a boss or manager is going to see. Yes. So I was very secretive. I didn't tell actually anyone except for maybe my parents and my boyfriend at the time, now husband. And so the only time I told my friends even was one night where I kind of let it slip. I think I was just so excited about it. And thank God I did because they actually connected me to my factory owner. And that was like pretty much a miracle. So I didn't tell my boss until everything was done, ready to launch. It was like the week before swim week. And it was the scariest moment I've ever had. But I mean, all of the signs were there that also validated this. There were so many times in the months prior where, you know, my coworkers or her had just flat out said, like, someone needs to create a minimal swimwear line. Like, why doesn't this exist? Brittany, you should do this. Like, come on, this is your style. Do it. And all of those times I just, it wasn't ready, you know, 
to make public yet. So I would just say, yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. I do agree. Like not lying. I, I do agree. And so I waited until basically everything was in line. And I told her, and I think that of course there was a little bit of shock because I mean, how does someone start a company while they're fully like a very high level (laughs) magazine? But what I told her, like I mentioned previously is like, has my work suffered? Have you seen any, me drop the ball at all? And she was like, you're right. Like you haven't. And so let's see where this goes. And I, I believe, you know, she said, I'm proud of you and let me know how swim week goes. And I took the time off to do that. And then when I came back, we can talk about it later, but that was when I told her once everything was in line, once I was really sure that I was going to basically do this. And once I also, like everything was done in a sense where no one could give me feedback that would either scare me further or to turn me off from doing it or even like design critique. Like I didn't want that either. I just want it to be wanted it to be purely my idea. Okay. It's like sealed with a bow or ready to show the line. And that's when I launched it. Okay. So how long were you working at your job and working on Jade at the side, if you're comfortable sharing? And then when did you just like, how long did the brand launch when you were doing both jobs? Like while the brand was live and were you working? So I took four months. It was January of that year. It was like my New Year's resolution, like enough talk about this. Let's just start it. And then I launched basically April is when I had everything done and ready. And the show that we show at during swim week is called Cabana. And so that's when I approached them and I said, I don't have anything like formally ready, but here are my ideas. Here are my sketches. Here are some first samples. And then when they accepted me into that show, that's when I like, put down my money and that made it really real to me. So swim week is in July. So actually from start to finish was four months, January to April. And then April to July was more so just fine tuning, shooting it, getting ready to launch it swim week. And then I stayed doing both jobs from swim week until late that fall. So maybe around November. And that was more because like I thought I could handle both. I really thought I could. And when it was one collection, no problem. Like a couple stores, got it. <laughs> and when mm-hmm. in October, sorry, late September, we launched the second collection. And that's when it was like, okay, I have a job. I have two collections and I'm designing like the third collection. Like this is actually a lot. And just, you know, just to speak candidly, it got a little awkward. You know, when you're working at a magazine, you're almost like branded as, a representative of that magazine. So I was the senior fashion editor at Marie Claire. And it's a little weird to have like Vogue mention my, you know, line and other magazines and then have this other identity outside of that. So it got to the point too, where I just felt a little uncomfortable as well. And was there a point then at that point where you were like, okay, financially I can do Jade Swim full time. And like, was that scary to take that leap of faith and leave a job that you loved? Yeah, no, I was not financially ready to do it full time, but there really was no other option. So yeah, I mean, I knew that I had the stores order secured and I knew that I had another season of their orders. So I knew that I can make it a little bit, at least through the end of the year. But I also did save some money as well. And that helped. But no, it was terrifying. It was absolutely this. It was, yeah. And I remember that day when I 
came home and I was like, okay, this is the end of that chapter. And now this is all Jade. And now, okay, it was a night and weekend thing. This is a 24 seven job now. This is putting everything into it. This has to work. And I will say that that was a whole different level of motivation than I thought I had. I thought that I was really, you know, being productive and pushing it. But once it's your full focus, it took off from there. It really did. I was so determined. I was so focused. I saw how things, you know, could happen faster. I was available for meetings and flying to the factory and all of that. So it really did help everything. So it was terrifying, but I knew that if I put the work in and I also had my full availability to give, you know, to the company, then it would pay off. And it really has. And I, <laughs> yes. And I love the brand I wear. I've worn it for like so many years and it's like, so the style that I like to wear. And like, I love a simple, I love a simple bathing suit. I love like solid colors. And so for people that don't know about Jade, what makes your styles and brand different? So at the time when I created it in 2016, I would say the industry was more towards like embellishments and very strap heavy styles. And so when I was a fashion editor and I would, you know, be styling someone or even doing market work, I just wanted sometimes like a simple silhouette, a black one piece that I knew I could always get from that brand. And that really didn't exist or it didn't exist at the price point, you know, that was missing in the market. And so that's what our line is. It's minimal swim that it's all about the shape and the silhouette and also can be worn as body suits or layering pieces. Like a lot of customers wear our bikini tops as like undergarments and layering pieces instead of bras or instead of really heavy styles underneath clothing. And then also our one pieces we wear as body suits. So, you know, with your jeans, your favorite jeans, shorts, all of that. And I didn't, I never saw a line that I could have, that I could wear a variety of ways. And so Jape is really just minimal swim. That's all about the silhouette and with multifunction, you know, in mind and versatility in mind that becomes like, so the suit becomes part of your closet staples and you know that it's timeless. You know that you can come back to it and accessorize it in a different way and it will look different. And as your style evolves, it can evolve with you as well. Yeah. I love that. It's really timeless because for me, like I love having like my swims that I have that I can keep over and over again for so many years. And like, no matter where I'm going or what I'm doing, I know I can grab my simple like black bikini or like the other day I wore like a a white one piece. And like, Mm -hmm. I just love how like chic they look. And I like all the styles too. And then tell me a little bit about Jade's sustainability initiatives. Yeah. So (laughs) interesting because back in 2016, I launched, you know, it's eco-friendly fabric. And I, that was one of my talking points at swim week to every store. And I would say that not a lot of stores were really interested in it. And it was something that, you know, I think I struggled with at the time. Like if I can make this decision between A or B, why not, you know, try to be more sustainable, try to be more eco-friendly. But at the time it wasn't, I would say as supported. And so it's been really nice as the years have continued you know, there's different products available, but also the stores are very supportive. If, you know, if anything right now, they more so care about that and are pushing for, you know, all of us, we fill out forms, we do surveys, all of that, so that the stores know what they are selling. And so for me, it was always something that was important because I thought that the extra money or the extra, you know, work that it would take to have sustainable products be in our line, I thought it was worth it. And so, 
that's something that we've had from day one. And, you know, as things, as the business grows and we have different divisions and all of that, it gets harder and harder, you know, just being honest to find, okay, this Terry fabric is amazing, but you know, it's not X, Y, Z. Okay. Well, how can we develop that? Okay. It's going to take longer. Okay. How do we, you know, show it in market while we work on it and present. So it definitely is harder, but it's something that we definitely, we believed is worth it. And in terms of our operations, our factories are very sustainable in their operations, whether that's the actual infrastructure that they have, like solar panels at one of our factories or just the operations. And we cut at the same factory where we sew, like anything that can cut down the transportation of goods or, you know, the sourcing of everything is something that we work really hard on in our packaging as well. Everything we use now is recyclable or, you know, sustainable in some way or fashion. Let's take a quick break to hear from Macy's. So this is one of my favorite things that I have in my closet. I literally have a whole section of matching sets. It is my go-to look. It is a go-to outfit that I have because I just love that it's easy, effortless. I know the whole outfit is just like put together and then I'm really getting the most wear out of the pieces because if I want to wear them separately, like mix a top with a pant or with different pants and tops. I have so many different outfits to choose from. So matching sets are amazing. They are so easy to put together. They're comfy and they're pretty much like everywhere appropriate. So whether I'm traveling, going to work, going to the office, going to an event, I could take them everywhere. Macy's has got the perfect flowy printed sets to take you from your afternoon errands or if you're going to an evening out. And there's also really cute workout sets for the gym or Pilates. So I love a workout set. It's always just like so easy to wear. And I also end up wearing those to work as well. And if you guys need help picking out the perfect set for you or can't find a sandal to go with your statement look, Macy's personal stylist will help you figure it out. They can help you guys in store or from the comfort of your own home. And best of all, it is totally free. One of my favorite things to travel in is a set. If it's like a sweater set or a knit set with a top and pant, because I feel really comfortable when I travel, but I also look like still put together, even though it's basically like elevated pajamas. I love it. There's one set on here from Anne Klein. It comes in three different colors, black and tan, and it's also on sale. So if you guys want to shop with Macy's Personal Stylist, it's totally free. Head over to Macy's.com slash Personal Stylist to book your appointment today. Again, that's Macy's.com slash Personal Stylist. And I love that they can also deliver to you on DoorDash. Everything you're doing from the design to the brand and sustainability really makes your brand so unique. So for other people who are working on ideas for starting their own fashion brand, what advice do you have for them to make themselves feel really unique? Because I think, you know, I like your style because it's aligns with my style. It's simple, but maybe somebody else is like, oh, I feel like it has to look so different and wild to like stand out in this space. But I don't believe that that's true. Yeah, no. And and when I first started, and just to be honest, like my parents, when I told them this whole idea, they're like, wait, but it just looks like a bikini bottom. And so I, I just think that you have to have, you know, in like, how would I say this? Gosh, this is hard to verbalize because it's just such a feeling I have when I design or when I pick the packaging, like, okay, does this feel like me? Does this speak to me? Does it, would I be proud to put this out in the marketplace? So even if it's something that looks quote unquote, the same or very minimal, I think it's the way that you do it and the treatment that goes around it. So I knew that you know, if it is just a black bottom, the story behind it would have to get communicated to the customer so that she understood like, yes, this is our price point because the fabric comes from here, because we're made in LA, because this is going to last you a lifetime, because, you know, of everything that goes into it. And so 
for me, the biggest thing is, although our styles, that's actually where the name Cade came from, Jade, in the sense that a stone is a stone, but the way that you cut into it shows its beauty. And like our silhouettes, okay, you might see it on the hanger, but when you try it on, you see how it sculpts and how it shapes the body. And there's a little detail here and you can still fit, you know, your jean line there because we didn't cut it off. There's all of these little things that create the beauty of it and make it way more complex than you might've originally thought. So I think the storytelling and also just the care that you put into it, like every decision, I kind of push a little bit harder because I know it would be so easy to just call it, you know, a basic swim line or, you know, minimal in the sense of kind of watered down. And so for me, that's something I've been really cautious of. Amazing. And I know you have so much going on. So I think earlier you said that you were really good at time management when you had your full-time job working on Jade. You've got a lot going on personally and professionally. (laughs) So do you have any productivity hacks or things that you use for scheduling and planning? Yes. So I love Trello, an app, and then also you can use the desktop version. And so it literally looks like flashcards. And so I create columns of to do, working on, and finished. And so all of my team members, you know, I assign like on Sunday night or the the, the night, I do it on Sunday nights just so everyone knows their workflow for the week and can, you know, time manage on their own. And so it allows me to see what people are working on versus finished. And that's really helpful. So I don't have to constantly, you know, ask for updates, what's going on with that. And so I have one for myself as well. So I can stay, you know, very clear on what, I'm working on versus finished and the team can see that as well. So that is one, you know, specific tool that I love. And then let's see what else for time management. I would say that, well, I have a 15 month old baby. And so that's been a whole new addition to, you know, the one thing, you know, being now a working mom is to kind of divide my day. So Previously, I would start the day and jump around. I thought I was really good at jumping from maybe something that the quote unquote house needs and then something that Jade needs and then something that I personally need. But what I've realized works really well is just to divide my day into sections. And sometimes that doesn't work and that's not possible, but it's really helped me come to Jade with like a clear mind. Like these few hours are just for Jade. Like, let's focus on this. I'm available for meetings at this time. I'm available for Zooms at this time. And so the way where I was bouncing around before, it I wasn't as productive as I am now just having set times, you know, during the day. So I don't know if that works for everyone, but for me now being a working mom, it's really, really helpful that like, I know I'm available fully during these hours. And, you know, the other hours, yes, my team can reach me, but it's not that I, you know, am sitting by my phone and email all the time because I got a little bit of a burnout doing that. And especially during COVID where we had actually one of our best, our best year ever. And so there was so many new stores and new ideas and new fabrics. And let's, you know, really try to capture the success where the bouncing around all day to different parts of the company and then having a baby at home and then having, you know, fully working at home. It was really hard for me to be honest. And so now structuring each day, you know, like, so basically what I do is from eight to 10 is house stuff or baby, whether that's, you know, actually playing with her or figuring out if there's a repair of the house or something like that, just 
kind of house stuff. And then from 10 to two, I'm fully Jade. I'm at the office or I'm at home, but I'm fully working. And then after that, if I need any personal things like appointments or get my nails done or anything like that. And so that really has helped me. Amazing. I feel like that's so helpful for so many people because a lot of us have things going on and we're trying to work on like, you know, so many different projects. I think product um, management apps like Trello are really great for people to see, especially if people are working remote so that you can all work together on the same project. And we use similar programs too. So that was really helpful. So where can everyone find Jade Swim? And do you have a favorite style that people should try out? Yes. So we are sold from Bloomingdale's, Nordstrom, Saks, Bergdorf's, Revolve, Shop Up. The list goes on, which I'm really proud to say it's pretty unbelievable. And then also our website. So that's, that has every single style and every color. And, you know, as you know, the stores buy a portion, but our site has everything. And um, my favorite style, I love the Apex One Piece. That style takes me like any occasion, <laughs> day, night vacation city it's just a great layering piece and it it I just love that silhouette amazing thank you so much thank you thanks so much for listening and be sure to subscribe to my podcast and rate and review because it would mean so much to me and follow me on instagram at mariana underscore hewitt to see what episodes are coming up next